Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I'm going to be joined by my companion, my BFF, my personal professional better, Simon Hunter. Woo, Simon. Listen, we had a hard, hard week last week, and by we, I mean you. It's no secret how much I love you. You are the straw that stirs this podcast drink, a pro's pro, a better of good cheer with great attitude, constant support. Seriously, like you give and you give and people come after you and you do not care. Little did I know that while we were doing this podcast last week, you were in the beginning of stages of COVID. What the actual fuck, Simon? Who records a podcast when they are feeling like shit from COVID. Before we get any further, and I don't want this to be like where I'm the evil media dude who's trying to bring suspenseful, suspenseful moments, just tell us how you're feeling. Hey, Chad. Uh, yeah, buddy. It was, uh, it was definitely a weird uh, situation last week where I, I pretty much found out I had COVID and I had to go into self-isolation on a Sunday. And it wasn't guaranteed that I had COVID. It was someone that I was with like had just tested positive. So I basically felt fine, felt fine Sunday, felt fine Monday. Then Monday night, I felt a little weird. Like I had some tightness in my back or whatever. And then Tuesday we did the show, I, I felt fine. And then I take, I always take a nap on Tuesday because I get up so early and I literally wake up from that nap. And I was just like, uh, I was like trying to explain to you. It's like uh, being on the grab, this, like the gravity rods of these carnivals where it's like you, you try to stand up and move but it feels like the gravity and everything's pushing against you. I just felt really weak. I go downstairs and I go to get like some food and I eat it and it tastes like nothing. And I go, holy shit, I really got it. I got COVID. And I was like a little moment of shock and I was just by myself and I was just like, what the hell, man? Like it kind of sinks in. We were just like, all right. So I'm either going to get like crazy sick and go to the hospital or like this isn't going to be that bad. And it was right in between. I was just like, going through uh a rough two-day spell so from tuesday night until like thursday morning-ish i just was not coughing or anything like that but like my head was a balloon like my body was just sore and weak and there's no taste so i didn't want to eat so like i was just popping tons of pills like vitamin pills and things like that and just uh i I like not like you get into your own head but you're just like the days are just dragging. I was like literally two days, like might as well what a week. Like it, it was just, especially cause I was by myself. It was just took forever. But now it's, it's, it's not bad. I feel good. I, I still feel the effects of it where it's like, you're not completely over it. And it's been over a week now. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it was definitely weird, especially like I, I talk to you, I go to the books all the time. So that's the first NFL weekend like even during COVID I've been going to the sports books to make bets so that was the first time I I don't know maybe feels like 10 years eight years I didn't go to a sports book for an NFL slate in the like the morning because I just love it like it's it's just something different about being there Sunday morning so that was weird that was weird betting everything online was weird because I don't love like I do online but not that often I like to do it in person so it was just weird but I've got good health, man. I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate, honestly. So I, I don't want to be too much of a downer. Well, you're not a downer. Like, at any time anyone is sort of remotely sick, 
I think they're automatically assume at this point they've got COVID. Like last <laughs> week, last week my wife's throat hurt, and on the same day, like for some reason, one of my eyes was burning, and we're like, ah, oh, fuck. I, and like the way you describe, like, oh fuck, do I have this? Am I going to go to the hospital? It's like there is a real palpable fear of the consequences more than like, it's not so much the idea of just getting sick and having the flu and what you described. It's like the stuff after that. And then the next day, like her throat didn't hurt and my eye didn't burn. And, and she, and she looked at me and and I'm like, Stace, we fucking beat COVID. Like it took a day and we beat COVID. So I, uh, I empathize with sort of your fear of what was going to happen. Cause I think the psychological is as scary as the actual like concept of just the physical. Yeah, definitely. That, that's the whole thing. It's like, I've had in my life, I've had worse common colds, like a little cold, a little bug you get for two days and it just tears you down. You're like coughing and your whatever sore throat for just two really rough days. This just wasn't like that. It's just different. And like I was saying to you, it just makes me really like, it's, it is scary. It's like, I could see how if someone has underlying conditions or anything else going on, it's like, this thing just seems to attack a bunch of different things in your body at the same time. Like it, it, it shut it literally shut down my will to like eat. And I, I think I told you that's my favorite thing. I love to eat food. So it was just a weird thing the way it attacks and like everyone's affected differently. Like people I know that got it, they had some of the same symptoms as me, but not not really like the same order and different things like that. So definitely um be vigilant. We talked earlier, man. It's like the the vaccine's almost here. Just be safe, get the vaccine and Hopefully we can get things back to normal. The end is so fucking close. We're like three, four months away. Just everybody stay safe, wear masks, stay socially distant. Um, and of course, I am not entirely without like my mercenary self because on Saturday, don't forget, like I was texting you, this is going to be great podcast content. You... <laughs> Like you survived, you fought through COVID to do the podcast to bet. You survived COVID to bet and win in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, I told you from now on, until it runs out of a funny joke, I'm going to call myself a survivor because that's what I am. I'm a survivor, and my name is Simon. I beat the COVID. And now we can get to the set part of the week. We went two and three, buddy. Let me remind everybody that you are a professional better and you are joining the pod every week. And together we have entered the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. Every week we're putting five picks in to win $1 million. Um, and we did that again this week. We're also bringing back the cash fuel phrase that pays contest. We are giving a lucky listener $100 for every game we win each week. We are going to give an equal amount to the charity of the winner's choice. We're going to announce the winner at the end of the show. To be eligible for the prize, go review the podcast. This week you are using the phrase, Simon says, I am indestructible. Use that in your review. Simon says, I am indestructible. And if we randomly choose it, if Matt Mitchell, the producer, randomly chooses it, you will win the money. Everything we're discussing, every pick we make, all the data, it's all available in the Action Network app. It's free. It's award-winning. Go download it. Meanwhile, Simon, like you said, we did go two and three this past week, but we also chose to make this the second required buy 
in the contest. We have to take two bye weeks over the course of the 16 weeks. The contest only goes through week 16. So we had to take two buys. This was our second buy. We did put our picks in the app. We went two and three. None of that counted against our record, so that's really good. Um, also amazing that now we've taken our second buy, and for those two weeks, we went three and seven, so that's great. With two weeks remaining in the contest, we are in 54th place out of 800. Four games out of first place. On the year, we are 36 and 24 in the contest, which means the leader is 40 and 20. We are winning at a 60% clip. And that's only the picks that we have put in overall, including the picks that we put in the app, which includes the bi-week picks. We are 39 and 31. Even that is winning at a 55.7% clip. Again, follow Simon Hunter in the Action Network app. It's free for all of the picks we make. We put them in Sunday morning. I mean, you're a professional better, 55.7%. That's pretty freaking good. I'll take it. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. Like, Yeah, I was going to say, it's cash five, but it's, it's, it is heartbreaking when we look back and we have so many games where we're like, oh, God, if that just went the other way. Because like you were just saying, we're four back of the lead. So here we are, two weeks left. We need a little bit of help from these top guys, but if we can just put back to back four and one, five and no weeks, we can get there. And we, uh, we, we've definitely had uh, not the the right touch, but you've you've been money with these bye weeks, the three and seven, and the two bye weeks taken, and it's huge. So hopefully, these upcoming weeks we can really put together solid picks here. Get the bad ones out of the way, Simon. That's what I say. But listen. We got a lot to talk about because we got the big balls bet of the week. We got the hornet's nest. We got the survivor pick because you're still alive in your survivor pool. You got to make two survivor picks to advance. Um, We're probably going to have to figure out some game theory, like which way are we going that some of the people ahead of us might not go. We got to zig when they zag, zag and zig. Let's get to it, brother. Let's get to some game action. And can I say we're starting off with a craptastic, gross, disgusting Chargers visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. They are three and a half point dogs. Chargers did everything we expected them to do on Sunday. They were awful. They just had the good fortune of playing the Falcons, who even with a new coach found way to be the old team. So personally, there's no way I think we can put this in the contest, but I'm sure you have a take. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so ugly. I, I, we joked earlier. It, I think the over under was fifty two, fifty two and a half. It's just a fun standalone game. We take the over, but I'm going to be taking the Vegas side. We we just saw the Chargers get a big win at home. Not come on the road playing a charge uh, Raiders team. That man was that. That was a bad loss against the Colts. I was dead wrong on that one. So going back to the well on Thursday night, home team. Taking the Raiders minus three and a half here. But we, yeah, we're definitely not going to put this one in. Yeah, reminder for everybody last week, we, had, we won with the Bears and the, the Dolphins. We lost the Vikings, the Raiders, who else? The Giants. And the Giants. That's right. Because, you know, they call them Daniel Lose Me Some Dimes Jones. Let's hear it for Danny Dimes. We are into Saturday games. Two Saturday games. This is the first one. Bills, Broncos. Matt Mitchell's favorite team. Producer extraordinaire, Matt Mitchell. The Buffalo Bills coming off a big high. Yeah! Buffalo's happening now. We're on the moon now. The Bills are happening now. They're making it 
it happen now. We got the spirit, a lot of spirit, yeah. We got the spirit, just watch it happen now. Big, big number. Bills, six and a half point favorites against uh, the Broncos who challenge us emotionally. We, we talked a couple weeks ago. Buffalo Bills, we like them. In the AFC, we thought of all the teams left, they, they'd match up well against the Chiefs. And they've gone on this crazy run, and we've laughed about how I've just been dead wrong two weeks in a row against the Bills. I, I keep picking against them. The Bills keep winning. They keep covering. But this week, what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a Bills team that just won a huge game on primetime at home, traveling to go play a Broncos team who they just won a game on the road. I know it's a little scary, but we like that they've been playing well. They, they beat Miami at home. They played the Saints without the quarterback, so we don't really count that game. But this game here, six and a half plus seven with the Broncos, we have to take this number. This is a, this is a way too big number. I had it at four and a half. So as long as it stays above five, I, I like this. And I don't hate it to put in the competition, but I know you're, you're not going to be a fan because it's Drew Locke. And he, well, he's, look, he's scarred Drew Locke. Look, it's, it's Drew Locke. It's a Saturday game. Are we committing to a Saturday game and potentially having sort of some kind of emotional hangover if we lose that's going to ruin the rest of our Saturday? <laughs> not, 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 by the way, not that we do anything. You've got COVID and can't go anywhere. I'm afraid of COVID and don't go anywhere. So, like, it's not like Saturday night I'm going to be going anywhere. But, like, we're all of a sudden going to be, like, thinking, okay, it's going to – that's a scary one. Drew Locke, Saturday – as a home dog, scares me a little bit, even though it's totally the right side. Totally the right side. Um, I'm going to write it down. I'm not totally against it because I feel like we got to do some gross things this week. we got to yeah. start making up some ground, right? So I'm putting it down. It's making the list. The other game, which I think might be more interesting, the other Saturday game, the Panthers are eight-and-a-half-point dogs against the Packers. This, to me... Feels like we're going to end up, you know, Teddy. Teddy covers. Yep. You already know, buddy. We love Teddy as a dog. This whole year, we've, we've faded Teddy as a favorite, and we've taken him as a dog, and it's, it's worked well for us. So, once again, the Green Bay Packers, we, we saw last week, they let the Lions come back at that late field goal for that backdoor cover. And they're just one of those teams where they can't, can't blow out these teams. And the Panthers have weapons on offense where they can always put up points. So Panthers coming off a loss, coming to play Green Bay after Green Bay just had a big divisional win. As long as it's above seven, we love this number. So I'm with you. We can, we can pass on the Broncos, and this could be our Saturday play. Because I don't know if you know this, Chad, Northeastern's coming. Me and you are going to be snowed in for the next three days anyway. So we might as well have a football game on Saturday that we're betting on. There is a Nor'easter headed our way. I did not even know that. Yeah, honestly. So it's going to be – it's supposed to hit me tomorrow night. So it would be by, be to you by, uh, I guess, Thursday morning. It's not the only storm that's coming, Simon. You're, you excited? It's not the only storm that's coming. There's a storm of winning that's headed our way. I do love, I do love the Panthers in this game, but the more I look at this Broncos game, like the more it starts to feel like the right side – we might have to go for two games on Saturday. As we get closer, we're going to have to sort of think about this. Um, remember, we did that on Thanksgiving. We started off 2-0 and because we liked those games. And, like, the Broncos might feel right here. If, if, they, both, if they both come through, that's a, that's a sharp day. 
Because that's both that big a, dogs covering. That is a legit sharp day, but we got to be sharp. We got we got to go five. You know, we got to take some chances here. The Lions, the Lions, t- uh, Titans game is posted at ten and a half. I think I want to skip it right now because we just don't know anything about Stafford. Yeah, it was the same thing. We actually had them in the Lions in our contest. We had them at seven and a half, seven, and I switched them out just this past week just because I had unknowns with Stafford and a thumb injury. So if you watch the film on the game last week, he literally gets hit right in the ribs. Like he gets folded up onto himself. Yeah. And I know he's saying he's going to play, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it feels like there's nothing really to play for. He's a tough guy and he wants to play, but we're, we're going to end up staying away from it. But I'll be taking the Titans. Like, there's no way I can back a Detroit team without Stafford. So if it's 10 and a half and you're pick pools, that's who I'm going to end up being on. We are into the early games on Sunday afternoon. This is so interesting to me. The 49ers, who we've been liking, they've been a bet-on team for us, are visiting the Cowboys. The Cowboys' three-and-a-half-point favorites on DraftKings right now. I feel like the 49ers have crested. I feel like we've ridden the 49ers' wave, and they're no longer the team that you want to be betting on. Yeah. And we, we talked last week with them, Washington. We, we like both those teams. And we leaned Washington just because it was three and a half. We thought that was a good number. But I said I just like the under. And that came through. That was an easy bet, the under in that game. So we're this week, the 49ers, they're, they're one of these teams where are, are we sure they're three points better than the Cowboys? And everyone's going to be betting on the 49ers. Like you just said, this is this is one of those where – the, the public's going to come in on the 49ers, and we, we have to be on the other side of this because this is a too big of a number for the Cowboys to be laying at home. And three, it's great. I, I did like it when it was at three and a half. That was a really nice number. But three, I, I'm still happy to take that to the Cowboys. And this is one of those where I'm not going to fight you on it if you don't want to put it in, but I'd probably put it in the contest. Seriously? Yeah, just because the, the more I think about it, it just feels like a really smart number where – just everyone's coming in on the 49ers because they, they haven't given up on them yet. But it just seems like it's too many points for them to be laying on the road. Dude, it's week 15 that we're talking about here. We've got two weeks left to make a run, and it feels like you are going all in on week 15 right now. You are lining us up on the Broncos. So far, you have lined us up on the Broncos, the Panthers, and the Cowboys. Like, oh, my God, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> I almost need, like, Matt Mitchell while we are doing this. If Matt Mitchell could look up the against-the-spread records for the Broncos, the Panthers, and the Cowboys, just to know what we are getting ourselves into. Because, obviously, we've got a huge schedule, a huge slate still to go through. And right now, you've got me convinced, like, these are amazing sharp side bets. we got to talk about the Bears, the resurgent. We don't know how to tank we're not going to win enough to make the playoffs but we don't know how to tank to get a good draft pick chicago bears three-point underdogs on the road at the minnesota vikings mitch trubisky matt nagy just had the greatest game they're ever going to have we took the bears last week it was one of our wins that's it for me I want no freedom. I like that you change your tune. Chad loves this number deep down. He loves that it's three and a half. He thinks the Bears are just as good as the Vikings. He likes this number a lot. 
I, on the other side, I hate this. I, I think this is all Minnesota. This is a classic trap game where Minnesota just lost an insane game where their kicker couldn't make anything. They just completely melted down against the Bucks. And like you just said, the Bears just had their game of the year. They won on every every facet of the game last week. They won special teams, defense, and offense. They just dominated Houston. And we know the Bears aren't good. So I, I think they're sucking people in with this three and a half. They're, they're trying to get Bears money. But the smart side is going to be Minnesota. I, I love this pick. So I Dude. hate for you to put Minnesota against your own team, but – it, it's a, it's one of those sides I, I wouldn't mind having the contest. All right, two things, two things. Number one, the number is three, not three and a half. Number two, number two. Uh, <laughs> let me give you some against the spread records. Dallas three and ten. Denver eight and five. Carolina seven and six. So we're we're smart with Denver and Carolina. We are we are like betters. No, we're gam- we're betters with Denver and Carolina. We are gamblers with Dallas. That's what we are. That, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. By the way, by the way, Minnesota at three, is this a hornet's nest? Are we walking into a hornet's nest? I'll walk into a hornet's nest on this one. I, I love Minnesota. I'm walking into a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. You love Minnesota, even at three. Yeah. I mean, that's even better. It depends on what books you're looking at. Like, I'm looking at two different books right now, but I said three and a half still for the Bears, but... Yeah, three, it's even better. It's, it's going to be a public bet, I'm sure, because a lot of people aren't going to be back in the Bears, but this just lines up as a situational play. You are my companion. <laughs> now be my companion. As they say, we are going to walk into this hornet's nest together, and we are, it will be such rich justice for me if we end up winning a game and getting closer to winning this contest by betting against the Chicago Bears. Right now, we basically like every game on the board. We're going to have 15 games in which we've got to make decisions. I, I can guarantee you, we don't like the Bucks and the Falcons right now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about a bunch this week. This is a week where there's going to be a lot of home dogs, and the public's going to be coming in heavy on the road favorites. So it was a couple weeks ago I gave it out. I went 5-0, and taking home dogs against the spread. Um, Obviously, we're not going to have those returns again. That's just – that's an insane pace. But the Falcons fit that description. People <laughs> – people are like you and me, Chad. They're just they're – burned, they're burned out on Matt Ryan. Every time you come in and bet on the Falcons, it feels like they lose for you. And this number's jumped from opening at four to six. So, that means sharp money's coming on the bucks. So, it's a little scary. But – I have to take a home dog here at Atlanta plus six and just hope it keeps going up because anything, anything above six is even better because I had this game at three and a half. So the fact that it's already at six, I think it's a good number with the Falcons. Clearly you've lost your sense of taste because this game is disgusting. <laughs> Fear makes you do things you didn't think you could do. Dude, COVID has turned you into a deep, deep philosopher. That's like uh, a Simonism right there. We got Milmanisms, we got Scoochisms, we just added a Simonism to the pantheon of great phrases for this contest. Super dark. All right, we can pass. Texans, seven and a half point dogs on the road at Indy. I mean, the number makes sense. The, the Texans really like, it's over for them. And the Bears were sort of a last, last, last stand. Not that they were going to make playoffs, but at least to show up in the the 
draft bowl between Watson and Trubisky, but they don't have any, they don't have anyone left. They don't have any weapons like Deshaun Watson. I feel bad for the guy. He's, he's off on an Island by himself. Yeah. It, it, this is gonna be a super chalk pick, but we have to take the Colts. The yeah. Texans have lost their starting safety. Who was the stud? Their starting cornerback was their number one, and they lost their number one wide receiver. There's just that that team already had, didn't have much on it, and now it's lost its key key positions. Uh, we, we're happy to fade them here, but seven and a half that scares me off. But if it's at seven in the contest, I don't hate taking it. But seven and a half that that's a little that's a little juicy for me. Very juicy, too juicy, juicy fruit. Uh, this next game, the Seahawks are five and a half point road favorites, according to DraftKings, against the Washington football team. We know Alex Smith is a professional football quarterback. We don't know if he's playing because of what happened last week and Haskins finishing the game. But this guy, we're talking about waves. We're talking about riding waves. The Niners have crested. The football team, to me, has not. And you're still getting value on them, especially if it's going to be Alex Smith at plus five and a half, plus six, with Chase Young playing the way that he's playing. And like that front four is fearsome. Love this team. Love this number. Give me the football team for my lungs. I would put the football team in the contest if this was the game we needed to win for a million dollars. Whew. If Alex uh, Smith is playing, if Alex Smith is playing, right? That's the, that's the main key. If if it's Haskins, we're we're hundred percent on the other side. We we would take the Seahawks, but Alex Smith, we've seen it time time again. He he can just move the ball. He can get it to his weapons. So right there with you, Seahawks. We know they've had that big win against the Jets. That's that's the Jets. Every other team the Seahawks play, they play close. They play down the level of the competition, and the fact that. Washington, like you just said, they're, they're, we don't know if they've peaked yet. This could be it. This could be when they fall off the map. But they're favored for the division right now. So, obviously, Vegas believes in them, too. So, I, I don't hate this play with Washington. As long as Alex Smith and we're going to come back and check on this on Sunday, I, I like this play a lot, too. How cool is Ron Rivera, by the way, that he figured out early in the year the division was crap, that his defense was going to be good, that he was going to have a shot if he played the right quarterback. And he made a very early switch to go from Dwayne Haskins to Kyle Allen. And who knows what would be happening if Kyle Allen hadn't been injured. But the point was, like, he saw an opportunity to win right away and went for it. I love that about that guy. And I'm a believer in the fact that these coaches, they see these guys all day, every day in practice and everything like that. And we all know. We watch Herbert or any player like that. We can see if a guy has special tools and if he's got it or not. And – We've yet to see anything from Haskins that this kid has it. So, right there with you. Great call by him because I, I would not have believed in Alex Smith. Like, the fact that he just has one fully functioning leg, it terrifies me. But he just – he is what you say, professional quarterback. He, he can do all the right little things to help you win games. So, Alex Smith, man, winning the NFC is pretty insane story of 2020. One fully functioning leg, but – a completely fully functioning heart. <laughs> yeah. He's the tin man. No, I mean, like, he plays with heart. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's a gamer. So did Tim Tebow. I, that didn't work out for Tim Tebow, did it? Fully functioning heart, fully functioning professional quarterback capabilities. 
Speaking of fully functioning quarterbacks, the uh, Patriots are visiting the Dolphins, and they're two-point underdogs in Miami. How the tables have turned. The student becomes the teacher. Brian Flores is uh, turning this Dolphins team around. Former coach on Bill Belichick's staff. Um, you know how much I love the Dolphins. You know, t- situation. Dolphins, great defense, great coach, consistently showing up, playing hard to the final whistle, less than a field goal favorite at home against a team that cannot move the ball. If you say take the Patriots. Take the under. <laughs> uh, ah! Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do love the Patriots, but now I'm like in flashes where I can just see us on Sunday and you being like, I'm going to dance in your grave if the <laughs> Miami cover this two and a half. So it's scaring me a little. Now, the more we look at it and talk about it, uh, I'm not loving it as much, even though I did already bet it heavily, unfortunately. Um, did you really? Yeah. The fact that it opened at three, I was just like, oh, man, this is such a trap game. But the bet- bets are coming in on New England, so it's not that much of a – it feels like not that much of a trap game. If Like, the public might be a little wise to this one, not seeing this fishy number. So, I don't hate your prospects of the Dolphins, two and a half. Like, that's, that's a good number, but we're both on opposite sides. We can just stay away from it. Well, look, you know you can always convince me, but I do always love – one of the reasons I like coming over to your side is so I can send a text on Saturday afternoon when we're losing that game and be like – you motherfucker, you just cost us because yeah. that's that, that and sort of being able to take advantage of your illness for podcast content are <laughs> two of my greatest joys. Um, no, that's the best part of my like, life. It's uh, <laughs> I've worked so hard, met the right people, got this far just to some guy on Twitter to make fun of me and then have Chad <laughs> make fun of me on text. It's, it's the best. That's what I told you. Like half the time, I don't even mess with these people anymore on Twitter. I'm like at the point now, especially with COVID, I just instant block, man. Someone would be like, uh, "Oh, like I had the under last night. The over went over by like 50 points. I think they hit the over just in the fourth quarter alone in points." And not even funny joke. A guy was just like, "Yeah, but you also had the under last night." And it's just like, "All right, instant block, guy. Like no crap. I know I had the under. I lost actual real money on it. I don't just throw things on Twitter and go, yeah, that's that's it for the night. I'm done for the night. No bets needed." But yeah, man, whew, that th- this game, I can already tell. Like the more I look at New England Dolphins, I, I, you're probably right. Dolphins probably are the smart side. I feel like I might be a little too much of a sharp here taking New England. You might be overthinking it. I like yeah. what I'm doing to you. Don't overthink. Speaking of overthinking, the Jaguars are going to go on the road and they're like two touchdown dogs to the Ravens right now. And I know the Jags have been in the sharp side for everybody for the past few weeks. Do you have to bet the Jags here? Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep this one quick. Well, I'll, I'm going to be on the Jags, but everyone listening, don't bet, don't bet the Jags. Either pass in this game or take the Ravens or something in a teaser. It's just it's the Ravens. They just dominate bad teams, but uh, this is a huge number for a Jacksonville team that they have weapons on offense. They can score, so I'll take the 14, but I do not recommend to anybody. No, and it's not, it's not a contest play in any way. No. All right, let's move on to the late games. Let's talk Jets visiting the Rams uh, because this number, 
look, two weeks ago, we were all over the Jets. We didn't put him in the contest because, you know, why listen to the guy sitting on his couch who can see the situation and uh, knows exactly what to take? You don't want to do that. Um, but now the Jets are 17-point dogs visiting the Rams, who to me, they are a team that's gotten better. Like, we got off the Rams for a little while, but they've just consistently, like, improved in spite of Jared Goff. Obviously, we're not fucking betting the Jets plus 17 in the contest. Yeah. But we're not going to bet the Rams at minus 17 either. No. It's another another a pass game where, like, I'll be on the Jets, but just not fun, not a good bet. It, there's no logic behind it other than it's a huge number. And – well, you just said it's true about the Rams. It seems like Cam Akers, the running back, has really sparked that team where he's like their Todd Gurley now, where they just the whole offense runs through him and golf does his little rollouts, little play action pass, doesn't turn the ball over, and they just win games. So right there with you. We we missed the window on the Rams, but this is too big of a number to take. It is pretty impressive how Sean McVay has completely transformed that team. And like really from that offense that was seemed to be record setting and into a ball control offense where Jared Goff is sort of, even though he's making $30 million a year, just basically don't throw, throw a pick and your team wins. And Aaron Donald is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's like when you do those fantasy drafts where you just go stars and scrubs, they literally just have Darnold Ramsey and, a bunch of scrubs, pretty much, but it works. They, they just have a ton of weapons on wide receivers and the running back came makers. So all the pieces around golf, it, it, it makes it work. So, dude, listen, we started off pretty hot and with a lot of games that we liked, and now we've hit a little bit of a dry spell, and we're heading into the late afternoon games, and um, we've got four games left to talk about, including Eagles-Cardinals. Jalen Hurts on the road, first road start against Kyler Murray and a Cardinals team that is flying towards the playoffs with an Eagles team that a lot of people think is flying south for the winter. Well, we're not dead yet. Uh, As a diehard Eagles fan, how dare you? And let it be said here. Eagles or (laughs) Eagles or Eagles? Eagles. Uh, they might be dead. I, I like Arizona here. Hurts, great win at home. Now he's going on the road. And that, that game, he, he didn't play perfect, but pretty pretty close to it. He would pull it down and run it when he needed to, and then he'd make big plays passing. And it's just a simple situational play where Arizona is a better team. They're fighting for the playoffs. I know the Eagles are too, but Hurts on the road in his first start, under seven, it, it feels like the Eagles should get more points in this. And I'm looking at a Cardinals team that they're not going to be getting tons of money just because people still are unsure about them, even though they just beat the Giants. So public public dog of the week is going to be the Eagles. I, I'm cool with fading that, taking the Cardinals here. They are getting all the bets right now. 60% of the bets coming in on the, the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, 40% coming in on the Cardinals. So you're right. That's going to be – wouldn't it be great if we made it into week 16 in good shape and two of the five wins we get this weekend are betting against the Eagles and the Bears? It just shows how professional we are, Chad. We're professionals more than anything. 
this next game, this next game. So I'm putting the cards minus six on the list. The next game, the world beating Chiefs, who look better than they did as Super Bowl champs, visiting the New Orleans Saints, who just got beat up, who were uh, have just sort of lost their edge as the number one seed in the NFC. They are three point dogs at home. Big balls. Bet of the week. Big balls. Bet of the week. No. Can't. Come on. Seriously? You, you gotta. You gotta. Back to back games for the Chiefs. Saints just had a, their first loss in months. Like it. I love it, Chad. Uh, it's just a smart number. Three, everyone, like we talk about all the time, money lines, teasers, all of it are going to be on the Chiefs. And just like last week, they got backdoored and broken. Same thing with this week. We, we, we like the Saints here because it's a smart number. And if you're, if you're catching a home team, like we talk all the time, getting a small percentage of the bet, and the road team's getting all this money, don't think you just fade. And more often than not, you're going to be right. And this is a prime situation where – everybody's coming in on the Chiefs. So we love the Saints, buddy. Don't overthink it. No, you're right. You're, you're, listen, you're doing the right thing. As I have said, someone would say it's a Milmanism. You got to make gross bets if you want big, gross <laughs> profits. Chad Milman is proud of himself. And, and what's more fun? You're going to have more fun betting the Chiefs and knowing that you're on the public side. You're going to be having fun riding with the Sharps and betting the Saints and hating yourself when they're down 21 to three in the first. Be sharp, look smart. Let's go with the Saints. And you're right. Also, like, we, we have made a lot of mistakes this year betting against what our perception was instead of betting on what the situation and the numbers are telling us. We are getting a short home dog where the preponderance of money is on the other side, preponderance of bets, I mean, is on the other side. Same situation with the Broncos. Like, that's when you got to pull the trigger. I'm with you. So, you, got, you got big balls. I got big balls. Here we go. <laughs> the Browns, bad beat. Woo, that was rough last night. Against the Giants, who I can't stand. We've had like three teams this year that have burned us. The Giants, the Browns, and the Broncos. <laughs> And I feel like the Broncos are a team like that burned us, but they're still the team you bet on. The Browns and the Giants, we swore ourselves off of. Like, so, so we've got a situation with the Giants. Look how I just wrapped all this up. We've got a situation. <laughs> you worked on Jersey Shore with the Giants. They're the team in Jersey. That was Jersey Shore. You're in Jersey now. Oh, my God. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead and say. Uh, situation. Uh, yeah, man. I'm shocked that it's this big. I, I get it. The Browns played great against the Ravens. They scored all these points. Baker looked good. They were running it. But the Giants are a different animal. They can stop the run. They're good against the pass. The The Ravens were just banged up. That, that, that was a body bag game for them. They had no one left in their secondary. So you're telling me the public's coming in on the Browns once again? And we got the Giants at home, four and a half. Come on, Chad. I, I, it's, it's, we're, we're getting super ugly this week with these home dogs, but we keep talking about it. it's a good situational play. You take this home dog here at this big number. By the way, it is a, the, the Cowboys are three, three and a half point dogs at home against the Niners. 
78% of the bets, the public coming in on the Niners, the Giants, four-point home dogs, 81% coming in on the Browns. If we're, like, it's very possible we have to end up taking all home dogs getting 30% of the bets or less. We could be on the Broncos. We could be on the Saints. We could be on the Giants. That would be professional betting right there. I'll put it in. Yeah. I'm, I don't hate it. Like, Danny Dimes, like, he's just a terrible quarterback. At this point, don't fumble the ball. Like, you know that they're fucking coming after you. Just protect the ball. Like, that, it, it's, it's the opposite of professional quarterbacking. Alex Smith is a professional quarterback who wins you games because he knows how to play the game. Danny Dimes is a guy who all these years in, and he's been there long enough, has not figured out rule number one. Don't fucking turn the ball over if you're a professional quarterback. A man, Chad, is fired up off his fight milk. Fired up. Do you have money? Do you want even more money? Well, guess what? We've got a great idea for you. Fight milk! Let it be said here, there's weeks where I put tons and tons of time into different games and trying to find the best edge and situation. And then there's weeks like this week where you can literally just let the sharpest guy in the entire world do the work for you, which are the bookmakers. They're, they're the sharpest line makers. So they're, they're telling you something when they give you these home dogs and everyone's coming out on the favorites on the other side and the line's not going up. They're just letting it sit there. It's, it's a very telltale sign by them. So that's one of these games. Like we, we don't have to play all these home dogs, but you can, you can believe it. There's going to be at least two of them in there for us this week. There's just too much value in these home dogs this week. Jesus, you sounded like so fucking Philly when you just said we don't have to play all these home dogs. <laughs> Your accent just came out. Good. Uh, what, right. what's, the, what's the Chicago accent? Because you're obviously a suburb guy. Hold your hands up to the cameras. They're soft. You're, not, you're no Chicago guy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would if my fingers weren't all broken from, from being so fragile and playing sports with my kids then I would hold my fingers up to the camera, but my hands are grotesque right now. Chicago is like, you know, it's like the Grabowskis. It's like, you know, the longer A's and like, uh, uh, I can't even do it. Some people say that I have a Chicago accent. I don't. And then you listen to my dad and he's, he is full on Chicago accent. Grew up in the city, you know, moved to the city, moved to the suburbs when, when he and my mom had me. And like, you know, he's the guy, I say, dad, I need to get to X. Anywhere within a hundred mile radius of the city, he can tell me like the most exact shortcut. To me, that was always what a dad does. Like yeah. dad knows how to get anywhere in your city through the most like arcane streets. That to me is like Chicago. That's what I think about when I think about Chicago. Are you an only child? No. I have a that's shocking. Sister. Oh, okay. Sister. That makes, so that's making more sense then. So, so you, you give off the vibe that you, no one bullied you enough. You needed to be bullied more as a kid. So it looks like you dodged that bullet with the older brothers. <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. Meaning like I'd be less confident if I had been bullied more. Uh, no, Maybe there's I'm nothing wrong with confidence. Yeah, it's just it, getting bullied. It brings you back to square one. It's just like it's it checks the ego at the door. But no, Chad, we all love you for you. It's it's it just makes perfect sense. I thought you were an only child, but it makes sense. You had a sister. I have a sister who's seven years younger than me. Oh wow! Yeah, 
same marriage, you know, they tried for a few years, wasn't working. And then all of a sudden, miracle, there she comes. The point is, you sounded like Philly. Some people would say I sound like Chicago. And we got a situation on our hands, which is the New York fucking football giants at plus four. Can we, can we ignore the Steelers and the Bengals? Like, we're not put into the contest. They're 13-point favorites in Cincinnati, the Steelers are. We'll see how the Sunday goes because this is – if all these dogs we're talking about right now are covering at home, I'll have to, I'll have to play the Bengals because what we just talked about, they're getting – Steelers going to get 80% of the money, 80% of the yeah. ticket. They're, no one's going to be betting the Bengals. It's just they're – horrible they're not well coached they got nothing about joe burrow now it's it's bad there but yeah exactly like you said we're we're not putting this in so there's no point in it even uh breaking it down but I'll, I'll be on the Bengals if if uh all things go well this sunday all right so listen we got to put in five picks this week we have about 10 games that we like we got to decide potentially by saturday morning um i do want to get to your survivor picks and i want to get to the winner of this week's phrase that pays um, who won some money this week. Right now, let me, just, let me just outline the games that we like so far that we'll have to choose. Um, Broncos plus six and a half. Panthers plus eight and a half. Vikes minus three or three and a half. Cowboys plus three and a half. We like the Cards minus six. Saints plus three. Giants plus four. And if we're going to follow the wise guy rules, if we're going to do what we think is right, then we cannot avoid the Cowboys, the Saints, or the Giants, all home dogs in which a majority, like 70% of more of the money is coming in on the road favorites. And let me just check right now on the Broncos because right now the Broncos are not quite there yet. It's 60% of the money coming in on the bill, so they don't fall into that yet. So we got some decisions to make, and we might have to make some decisions on Saturday because we also we do love the Panthers plus eight and a half against the Packers. Man, we got a lot of decisions to make. A lot of decisions, and we're maybe because it's twenty twenty, there are no fans. But every year we have wonky weeks at the end of the year. Like there's always one or two weeks here at the end that are just very weird, where weird things are going to happen, teams are going to lose that just shouldn't lose, and we haven't had that really yet. So. We'll see this weekend. It's lining up that way with all these home dogs, like you just said. So here we can we can break down what you want to do for Survivor. It's it's we're down to like only five of us left in this big money one. And no way. Yeah, we had a couple of guys get knocked out on the Saints because we had to pick two. So this week is an easy one. Where the Rams, I have them still against the Jets. That's an easy pick. But the second one has just been hard. I I've been looking been looking and trying to think of like what team to put in and I went through the list of teams I had left and it's brutal because it's teams I think are going to get upset so like I have the Bills left I could play them Ugh. but I'm, I'm scared exactly I'm scared that Denver is going to upset them because that's such a bad spot Vikings <laughs> you, cho- you chose the Vikings already you had the Vikings. We, we survived yeah, with them against the correct. Jags uh, the last one left and it's not great are the 49ers when we just talked about how we like Dallas so exactly it's going to be really tough I'll have to put a Twitter poll out and see what people are going to vote on because I can't find the last one that's tough man I feel for you we'll have to get one is the Rams obviously we'll have to get the second answer from Twitter and you'll share that at Simon Hunter Tan 
don't forget, you can figure out, you can follow all of the picks we end up putting in, um, into the contest. I'll put them in the app. Follow at Simon Hunter in the Action Network app. Um, we'll have to make a lot of decisions. We'll have to narrow down. But I, I know we're leaning towards the home dogs getting not very many bets. Simon, it's time to give away some money. Last week, we asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and use the winning phrase in their review were eligible to win up to $500. We had loads and loads of reviews. Matt Mitchell slacked me and said we had more reviews than ever before. Thank you for that. Uh, in a second, we will reveal the winner. But first, we are doing another phrase that pays contest from now through the end of the season. The winner earns $100 for every win Simon and I have in the contest. We will match that number with a donation to the winner's favorite charity. Go rate and review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says, I am indestructible. And we will randomly choose the winner to get that cash. And the winner of last week's contest. Sorry, we only won you a couple hundred bucks. Mike Jenkins. Mike, please reach out to matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com for your prize. Here is the review. Simon says, be my companion. Five stars. This podcast is just like finding out matcha tea is good for you. It's life-changing. The gambling gods have come down from the heavens like a 1998 Patriots cover against the Bills to deliver us Chad Millman and Simon Hunter. Chad and Simon will give you insights about every NFL game that will have you winning every single week. These are guys who won't let you down, especially Matt Mitchell, <laughs> who isn't afraid of taking a full handful of dog food and compare the taste with pinpoint accuracy to Cliff Kingsbury's coaching abilities. And that's why Simon says, be my companion, Mike Jenkins. That is a most excellent review. Please go rate and review the podcast. Don't forget to use the phrase, win some cash. Simon says, I am indestructible. I am Chad Millman for Simon Hunter. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you. Love you.